G'day punters, welcome to the mailbag. Pete Anthonis on a Monday morning, joined as always by Rob Scurry to review Rose Hill. We'll start with the two-year-olds and work our way from there. But Rob, overall, we were talking about the potential for Rose Hill having some element of on-pace inside bias, and that's pretty much the way that it panned out. Yeah, that's right, Pete. Um, pretty good track. It was upgraded from a five to a three uh, over the day. I ran some pretty slick times. Uh, this two-year-old, though, completely grabbed me up. I thought mm. uh, I really tried to grab the game. And, you know, it's a notoriously hard day, Coolmore Stakes Day, and I wanted to chip up early. I thought I'd seen them well in the first with um, not backing Estero, which yeah. was brilliantly in the midway. I thought, yeah, I'm, 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 the eye's in. And then we got to the Melbourne shipper and we, uh, you know, destroyed it, destroyed our confidence because I thought this Mahaba had every possible chance to to run okay and has held on to second. It's a so, really uh, – look, it's uh, – I, I was watching it live on the – what was it, Channel 7 splits and I was just almost throwing stuff at the TV when I saw the splits come up for introducing – the uh, Waterhouse spot thing with Preble on board. And it was, what, doubled in price, over doubled in price. And it was just slowing down into the turn. And then it, the data has backed me up here to a certain extent. So introducing the leader from the 800 to the 600, 11.2 seconds. From the 600 to the 400, 12.08. So it's slowed down by, yeah, what, you know, 0.6. close to a second. Yeah. And then the winner has just had the the least affected slowdown between the eight to the six and the six to the four. So although it was wide and back, it just kept momentum throughout. So look, there is a small excuse there for, for horses in the first four, but as you said, like, I mean, that's the right place in the day for, for Mahaba and it was still probably, I thought a little bit, it was entitled to finish a bit closer to where it did behind Shinzo. The overall figure, even tempo to the 600, um, the winner has broken the adjusted benchmark. It hasn't broken the class benchmark and it's significantly inferior to the winning figure of Steel City in race four. So look, in terms of type, did you like any of the Colts and Geldings here? Bit of torture. We've been on Shinzo last two starts, the regularly yeah. bred, you know, cool more. Um I'm not sure if it's I said that that was the issue. I I thought it was no good. Um, because it wasn't beating up on much. It's probably as good as bases loaded, who looked to over race a bit here and um, is a horse I've always, you know, had my eye on. He's a big, big, heavy lump of a thing that's a bit of a sweater. But, um, yeah, you know, how can you bet against the Waterhouse two-year-olds at the moment anyway? Mm. Uh, do any of these look like they might be more three-year-olds as opposed to two-year-olds at this stage? Because, yeah, like I, I said, yeah. the figures are just ho-hum. Look, it, it's it's hard to say on type, you know. Shinzo could keep improving his bread to be anything. So, mm. um, but I'm 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 sus on the form. Is he a super great type? No. Um, but you know, will he make a Group One stout? You know, will he make a stallion one day? Most likely. Yeah. <laughs> will he throw a half decent one? Probably. You just give them enough numbers, eventually you'll get one that goes to the bank. Um, all right, well, let's talk about the Phillies race for even tempo once again, this time the leader. Um, look, in terms of the the splits, it's just a little bit more consistent, a little bit more even up front, um, but was able to maintain a, a break on the field, Steel City. So even when it did slightly slow from the 600 to the 400, 
Uh, there was nothing else that was starting to make ground and it's held the gap. Blanc de Blanc settled back in the field, as did August Bloom. They have made some ground in the straight, but they weren't ever really uh, threatening. And look, overall, the figure compared with the Colts and Geldings is about 3.2 lengths superior. So in terms of the Phillies, I guess they're probably the clubhouse leader um, going in towards the slipper, but that's probably a very simple way of looking at it. What did you think? Uh, look, I think the Phillies are sort of the the B B grade in it's like cylinder, and then there's a bit of a gap, and I mm. think the, it's a gap to the Phillies. Yep. Um, I think Russian Revolution. You know, again, how can you bet against the water? Would it surprise me if it won? No. You know, I was on it last start. Um, well, not for the service, but personally, we got out very late there at Ramwick the other day. Um, but yeah, look, Steel City. She's the sweater. She got two handlers. Um, She's a masculine style of horse. I I, I kind of like her. Um, and, and the second horse keeps improving. You know, J-Mac went back after it jumped well, game over. Yeah. So it's not, it can't win, but it's run really well. That's pretty much, I know, speaking with the, with the our Victorian guys, just it's all been about intent of late. If you've got no intent, you're not winning. Yeah, um, you're thinking about another year. day. It's still it's still early in the carnival. Big races, big money races are around the corner. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I think that's a good way of looking at it. All right, look, those are the two-year-olds there from Saturday at Rose Hill, but we've got uh, plenty of other races going on. So, look, we'll jump ahead to race six, which was the Farlap Stakes Group 2. Um, slow tempo race here, 3.8 lengths slow to the 600. Zoo gotcha basically just in prime position in the first four and has just sort of run over the top of the of the leader in glint of silver. But overall, it's a reasonably plain figure. They're entitled to run some decent splits, which I wouldn't say they have done. Um, it's basically what you'd expect for, for horses of this quality. What did you think of some of these three-year-olds, Rob? Uh, Zugotch has kind of looked to have improved. It was yep. a warm day out there again. Um yeah, I've seen Madame Pomery better. Uh, Brosnan continues to parade very well, as he has all campaign, but I think he's uh, probably find his right race somewhere in Brisbane or something. You know, I, th- I think he's a three-year-old of some quality. Excuse my dog, it's just doing excited laps around the house. He's <laughs> uh, if you can hear that little tinkling in the background there, he's little Herbie. Um, Glen of Silver, you could have walked better. Um, fire burns, free sweater, I'm never going to catch her. Um, a lot of love looks a lot more love looks like a wet tracker to me. Yeah, cut on it's, a dime. Horse I got a bit of time for didn't parade well. Immature. It's just a bit of a iffy looking set of numbers here. To be honest, I'm not sure any of these numbers look that impressive. And yet Zugotch is probably going around short favourite again next start. So I don't know if there's something that improves or has a bit of different form line. I might try and take it on. Oh, Zarita um, is Zarita's the obvious one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, race seven was the sky-high stakes over 2,000 metres. Group three, look, there was a bit of interest here with an international. William Haggis is brought into Australia and uh, J-Mac was on board. It's mapped perfectly, even tempo. Again, it's had every. It's just held off Zarek um, and Sunshine Rising. They both got close there in the overall figure. Well, they haven't broken the class benchmark. So what do you make of this international? I liked it, backed it. Um, Jack going on the right side of J Mac in a finish for a change. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Um, 
Zayrak was a black booker of mine, and if, if, th- if that had beat us, we would have been, would have been a um, not a surprise. But it just mapped to have a tougher run, and um, it had improved a lot in the yard. And Sunshine Rising just looked completely at top and walking very well. So I thought it was a race of three chances, really, because King Frankel has never been a horse of mine, um, and I've just lost it every time he's run the race. He, he's, he's won his last four, but... It just looks like a horse I'd struggle to find sort of Wednesday to Saturday. Um, yep. On top, it's is, is just not that amazing. Um, a horse always grabs my eyes, Stockman. Um, you know, he's going to get a soft track and he's going to be a chance and whenever he goes next start, if he gets a soft track. Yeah, it was, it was is an interesting horse, King Frankel. He's broken a lot of class, or in punting form starter, he's broken the class benchmarks last prep, yeah. especially when he was at Newcastle. But, you know, like his figures are typically relatively plain when you compare them against some of these better types or better oppositions. So I think he's one where he's probably always going to start under the odds, so to speak. Yeah, it, it, the, the numbers read well, high strike rate, all that. Um, but he's just been very well placed by Mark Newnham, who's mm. off to Hong Kong. He, he is. I think that's a, a a nice enough pickup if you're a fan of Hong Kong racing and it just leaves a little bit less depth in Sydney. So. Well, maybe he's, he's jumping ship early before the war starts. <laughs> Get in. Don't even know what you mean by that. We'll talk to you afterwards. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, you know, there's been some outrageous headlines from uh, Sydney Moore and Herald on the Age this week about, you know, what we need to do against about China. And this is a Hong Kong part of China. <laughs> that wasn't where you, I thought you were going with that. I thought you might talk about some sort of racing story. But, uh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, there's some alarming headlines. Uh, I, I'm not attention. I had too many journalists. races on this week, Rob. I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Have well, journalists got up and, and cost me a packet, you know, this week, and I've been thinking about journalists a lot. <laughs> oh, good. Um, okay, race eight, Coolmore Classic, pretend Group One for the Phillies and Mares. Very fast tempo, eight point seven lengths faster than six hundred on punting form starter, and uh, the second coming of Winks. Well, isn't she just doing stuff for the narrative? This preparation, Espiona, narrowly running down, brave leader. In inverted in uh, quotation marks, Pride of Jenny actually was a, a very very good run from her, and she's a belter loomed for most of the straight before just peaking on her run late, gap to fourth, hope in your heart. Rob, what are we doing with Espiona? Because now all of a sudden she's winning races, and she hadn't done that for quite a while. Well, yeah, it's opportunity miss for me. It's, it's again saying never, saying never with something, admitting you're wrong, staying humble. My uh, description of her was, you know, coat great, walks um, loosely or something. Just like all of a sudden, all she just she just looked like a she belonged there. But you know, with 50, and with fifty one kilos, Group One, Mickey D, Barrier Six, just got the PR and and won. Um, you know, she might. I doubt she's never paraded. That good, or maybe she did one day when she won on a bog track of the championships. But what I'm saying, jury's still out. She's the belter, had the perfect run, should have run better. Hope in your heart. This is a this often happens, Pete. I'm sure you would have seen horses that you know sweat and win. Then the next start, they don't they don't sweat as much, nearly as much. And um, it paraded, you know, to to me much better than it did when it won first up at Ramwick, and um, it sucked me in. Not my horse. Hinged, he looked better first up, regressed second up and third up here. I, I didn't like it that much. Needs a wet track. 
Don't know what to do with expat. Don't know what to do with mirror vision. I thought mirror vision was unlucky. I thought it was in the right spot, top of the straight, lost horrible momentum, um, and was a big price as well. Anavisto basically stopped right in its face. So, yeah, right. I, I think that's that's one that you can follow. I think um, I think the former captain Jack Dickens might have backed mirror vision here. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I think that's a horse that you can follow. Uh, oh, I don't Mirror, Mirror Vision v Espiona 1400 mm. set weights. Who would you be on? Well, I think it comes down just looking at Espiona's history here on, on punning form. The last two starts have been fast or very fast tempo races. A lot of the losses she was sustaining last preparation and the preparation before, slow tempo races, even tempo races. The only time she's lost a fast tempo race is where she bombed the start at Rose Hill back in March of 2022. It was a bog track and he couldn't win from the back. So outside of that, she's been in three fast tempo races. In each of those, she's won with a good figure. Um, so maybe she just needs a big field with genuine tempo up front. Yeah. yeah. She wants everything to line up for her and run yeah. on from the back somehow. Does yeah. sound like a good bet to me? Yeah, it's it's difficult to predict, isn't it? Sometimes I think if you can predict accurately tempo, you'd be well and truly in front in this game. But it's not um, not as simple as looking at a speed map. Sometimes. Um, what have we got? The Ajax, Ajax, depending on where you come from. Yeah. Um, very slow tempo race there for the group two over fifteen hundred meters. Five point five length slow to the six hundred on punting forms data. Uh, leader Cepheus has just kept running along. Um, Waterford made some ground from the back. Caesars Palace was leaders back. And Bandersnatch was also rails and run. This is, uh, look, a ho-hum race to look at from a numbers point of view. But you have to assume that, you know, if you go back through the field, there'll be quite a few horses that weren't suited versus the pattern or the tempo of the race. But what did you think? Uh, the winner was a, it's a flashy looking horse. I've seen it look great before. And it was a sweat and lather under the saddle. You know, it was yep. very hard to have from the yard. Um, this Seabark, look, I hate this game sometimes. So this oh, just yeah. like it was the <laughs> win on data, map, yard, everything. And just loomed up and ended up missing a place, much to the more than chagrin of our bloodstock man, Jono yep. Rainer, who had his last leg in it all up. He, 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 yep. If three words through a text message can show how how upset he was, he, he's quite good speaker. Anyway, I'll I'll, um, I'll tell you later what what he said. <laughs> um, but yeah, Sabak looks superb, right form. Waterford always parades um, with a few couple of negatives. Yep. Um, Caesar's Palace, one of mine, um, continues to race well. Bandersnatch, um. Maybe you can remind me. If, I, thought, I think maybe it was over racing in the run. I haven't watched the replay. It's all too raw. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it either. I, I went looking for Sabak when I was doing the, the captain's picks there on, on Friday, and I just looked at its first up run, and I just I don't like horses that jump fair, especially early in a prep. Um, and it just didn't jump, and it didn't really muster, and Huey sort of settled at worst in midfield, and I thought it was just okay going through the line. And then when you sent it out on top, I was like, oh, well, I have to have something on here. And, again, it's just ho-hum. It's just I was really, really dirty on myself. After oh, this. man, it was dirty, dirty, dirty. 
It's one one race. I, just, I, I, I don't know which one I hate more. That this one or the the two year old Mahaba. Yeah. But both. But on another day, one of them wins or both of them win. Yeah. Anyway, we, Ascension looked half short of runners. A nice looking horse. Maybe didn't affirm the. It didn't like the good three. I don't know. Something's. It's dropped yeah, out. It's it's well and truly peaked on its run, hasn't it? Off that slow tempo. So yeah, very very disappointing there. Um, and then look, Almania in the last again, another horse that's found a very fast tempo as rails in run as well, and it's managed to capitalize off it. But having said that, it has found quite a few very fast tempo races since being in Australia and has not actually been able to win. So, you know, I'm not even sure what you do with that last race, to be fair. I think, I think less said the better. Yeah. I, I had a little top monophilicity, point one. Um, yeah, it's nothing, is it? But maybe that needs 2,400. It could go somewhere. This, and the winner looked slightly underdone to me. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, made by Khan would, could have sucked in a, uh, you know, a casual observer. He always parades very, very well. But And, and wine glass base, not much of a horse. Yeah. All right. So do you have a few black bookers from the card in general? Uh, no, okay. I don't. Um, look out for that. I might do a segment this week, uh, black okay. bookers from this meeting. Um, yep. But, yeah, look, I think Zarek can only run well next start. Um, well, maybe by the money out of because he can probably bad or good um, yep. and always run well. So, Zarek, there we go. There's one. It is that time of year. All the races are good. Uh, one word on in secret. Well, I should have just crossed borders. and We had three and a half units on it last start, 14 back to 12. Unreal, wasn't it? Fuck. Yeah. Why aren't I on this? I'm I didn't even look at the race, to be honest. I, I didn't look at the race. And all I – I quickly just went through um, and, and just said, look, not suited last start. Ended up in the worst going, was held up at the top of the straight. That's enough to forgive back to 1,200, one down the straight previously. Perfect. What um, wasn't even looking at the market late. Du- doubled in price. Yeah. Well, that's because it had um, Dean Holland on, who's been flying in the bush for a while now. I just – didn't matter who was on it, just steer it not up backsides yeah. at the crucial part of the run. And it's Flemington. There typically is no worse place to be down the straight. Just give it momentum and let it do its thing. Easy game sometimes, isn't it? It is, mate. And God, it was pretty good. You know, I, yeah. I didn't like it as a spring horse. Yeah. Anyway, um, Jackson gave it a great, great review. Yeah, didn't he? Uh, yep. Unfortunately, uh, earlier in the week, he said, you know, I'm sure he got out of his position with uh, – not speaking out of turn, he probably would. He's a smart punter. He went to seven dollars. He laid it at four fifty. It's paraded great. Yep. Question for Jackson. Big week ahead. Warwick Farm Wednesday uh, main event. Like this is just one of the great meetings of the year, isn't it? Golden Slipper Day. George Ryder, Randvet, Galaxy, Rose Hill Guineas. Outstanding. And don't forget the opponent stakes, where I've got one pretty keen on. It's a 1,900-meter race for mares that shouldn't get black shots. <laughs> I'm not sure who, which mare you're referring to. but Oh, this she's had a tail. Um, you put her on a toast sometime. And some, anyway, honey creeper. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I look forward to uh, obviously getting you mounting yard mail. It's always a, a great pointer for horses that you've already done the form for. Just give yourself the final tick of approval because it's impossible to get any information out of the parades that they show on Sky Racing on Channel 7. Yeah. 
I've got this, this is about the only good job I can do. I'm, I'm glad that's the case. <laughs> Bloody good, Rob. Always good to chat. Uh, I'll catch up with you next Monday. All right. Cheers, mate. Bye.